Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I am delighted to have you with me, the podcast where we try to explain the world in less than 10 minutes. (laughs) Let's dive in. I want to talk to you about what market forces can do. In other words, what the private sector can do that government often doesn't get done. We have a tendency to think today that if something massive is going to get done, it's going to have to get done by by the government. It's going to have to be done by congressional fiat. It's going to have to be done by an act of law. But some of the most important things have happened and can happen through market forces. I want to describe this just for a moment. I don't use the word capitalism very much. And the reason is that capitalism is often thought of as crony capitalism. It's often thought of as, you know, people in league, business and government in league for the benefit of the rich, etc. I prefer to talk about uh, a free enterprise. I prefer to talk about a free market. I like the idea that we have a level playing field and we should have more of one. I like the idea that business leaders can make changes on their own. In fact, I think often, and I say this often to business leaders when I'm speaking to them, that if they would make changes on their own, if they would make changes in their industries, in medicine, for example, in sports and other industries, then government wouldn't be tempted to step in because government only has the power of force, so to speak. It only has the power of the stick. It only has the power of punishment uh, when what it perceives to be misbehavior uh, happens. And so it's it's always ham-handed. It's always clumsy. It's always a mess. Uh, The government's not intended to reach and intrude deeply into human life. So let me come out of the clouds now and tell you what I'm talking about. I confuse people because on the one hand, I am opposed to government mandating a $15 minimum wage. All right. I don't think the government should be in the middle of what an employer pays me or what I as an employer pay my uh, workers. I don't think they should be in the middle of what McDonald's pays the people. I think that's a private contract. Now, let me confuse you. I am in favor of the $15 minimum wage. Remember now, what I said earlier was, I'm not in favor of the government mandating a $15 minimum wage because I don't believe that the kid who mows my yard uh, or or the kid who picks up golf balls on the golf course uh, for a summer job should be required to be paid, again, by federal government mandate, $15 an hour. But I am in favor of almost all private companies paying $15 an hour. Now, I know that's confusing. But here's what I want you to know. The fact is that the $15 an hour minimum wage is catching on. And it's become almost the norm in American business. Not everybody gets it. Not every company pays it. But it's become almost the norm. And I'm in favor of that. But it's almost been done entirely by the free market, by private industries, by individual business owners saying, this is what's fair. This is what's right. Let me remind you, that the federal minimum wage is $7.25. And that has been the case since 2009. 
But what's great is that there's been a private movement to get the minimum wage on a volunteer basis to $15 an hour. I'm sure that movement, by the way, would take federal action, but it hasn't required federal action. Instead, many companies now are paying $15 an hour. And what, what really kind of reset the bar here was that Amazon in 2018 announced that it was paying, increasing its minimum wage to $15 for all full-time and part-time and even their temporary and seasonal employees. Now, Amazon's huge. It's a huge elephant in the room. So everybody paid attention to that. And now it's not uncommon uh, for many, many companies to pay $15 an hour. Um, it's, it's, it's been done extensively across the market. And it's proven to pay off. It's proven to increase quality workers. It's proven to um, enhance hiring. It's proven to, uh, to cause workers to be more devoted. It's also served those workers well. The $15 an hour is a good wage. It allows them to cover their bills. It reduces the number of jobs they've got to have to, to live. We want people to work one job, enjoy that job, and, and live, have a living for their family. $15 an hour in the present market allows for that. My point in this podcast is not so much to make the economic case for $15 an hour minimum wage, but to say it's almost entirely been done by the free enterprise system, by the private market. Okay? So now millions of Americans are earning $15 an hour. There is no uh, federal mandate, obviously, for that. As I've said, the federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. But uh, we're seeing dramatic increase, dramatic increase. When you go on Zip Recruiter, a website that's all about advertising jobs, uh, the average uh, now is $15 an hour, more than doubled since 2019. So there's a movement happening. Something great is happening. And, and, and one, of the, one of the wise leaders that we have, Matthew Stevenson, the CEO of Snag a Job, who monitors these things, he said the $15 an hour debate is essentially being resolved through market forces. Well, I'm strongly contending for the fact that private businesses should be about social concerns and that they can do so without having to wait for federal mandate. You don't want the government intruding. You don't want the ham-handed, force-only, um, really, you know, kind of not, not a carrot but a stick kind of approach of the federal government intruding in your industry. Now, I certainly believe that federal government has a, an obligation to assure certain minimum levels of security and safety. I'm glad they're checking our drugs, etc. But for the most part, Free market, the free market can adjust itself. It was long past time for a $15 an hour minimum wage, but I don't want the federal government in the middle of it. Now businesses are picking that up, carrying it forward, seeing that it's necessary. COVID moved us further down that road. And so people are being paid better and companies are being served better. And frankly, many of those companies are saying by paying our workers more, we're actually profiting more. Amazon, I live, by the way, 100 yards from an Amazon center. And I've talked to some of their execs casually, and they've said we're actually going to be able to prove pretty soon that paying $15 an hour increased our profits. Not, not uh, There were other ways in which they increased their profits, but 
having workers who were paid better, who were more satisfied, who were less burned out, who weren't working five jobs to try to feed their families, they were better workers the company profited. And all of this was done on a private basis. So what I'm trying to say in this brief podcast is I'm a believer in the free enterprise system. I'm a believer in the idea that private industries should make changes for social good before someone comes along and requires it. We know, for example, that the American medical system is a bit of a mess. Fix it. Fix it before Congress, maybe the least qualified organization in America to affect such changes, comes in and in a ham-handed way requires changes. Make them yourself. Make them internally. Start modifying. Start showing social concern. Start serving people better. It'll increase profits long term. It'll keep government away. It's what a free enterprise ought to do. I believe in a principled free enterprise. I believe in a free enterprise guided by character, guided by social concern, guided by people who, yes, know how to run a business and want to run it for profit, but also know that a true private enterprise should create a just and a strong society. I think the $15 minimum wage is going to be one of the great testimonies to what free enterprise can do, not only to address social concerns, but to enhance business itself. I think the two go hand in hand. And I think it's high time for other industries to start making the changes they need to make to impact society, to keep government at bay, and to run more efficiently and more profitably. This is the future. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.